Welcome back, everybody, and thank you again for tuning in. We have some new things coming your way, but for now, be sure to find us on all social media platforms. We're on Twitter during matches and send Premier League updates, too, but we're always down to have a chat with fans all over the globe. We're also on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and run our live shows on Twitch. Click subscribe and join the conversation when we record. And as always, let us know what you think. The beautiful game is for everyone to enjoy, so keep us posted on what you want to hear more of. Now, let's have a beer. Sports fans, welcome to the coldest Saturday of your entire life. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You hear that little reverb? Every time I talk, it sounds like witches screeching in my ear. Is that better? Yeah, now it's now it's good. Yeah, now, now we sound like a million bucks. I don't know, there's still a little bit of... Is one of the mics on and that's why it's... Last time Andrew and I did this, one of the other mics was on and it was catching up the sound from like at the end of the table. And But you know what? I think we're good. Try try your mic. Yo. Folks, up, we're just people? doing a little bit of troubleshooting. It's a two-man show today. Connor did pretty much everything while I sat here on my fat ass and drank coffee. And I think that's better. Reveled in an Arsenal loss. We got the day off with the league leaders holding a fat L against one of the league bottom feeders. But who knows? This dice ball might turn it around. Yeah. Hopefully. Big result. Hopefully for the rest of the league, that, that is what happens. But... Um, and obviously we'll talk more about it in the weekly recap, but holy hell, I mean, it's difficult for Sean Dice to get off to a better start than that, right? I Yeah, I mean, I joked to you in the car on the way over. I was like, honestly, he doesn't have to do all that much the rest of the season. He just feeds the yeah. first place team. <laughs> yeah, so. they can basically still get relegated, and he'll still go down as a legend. But oh no, I'll tell you what, uh, Connor, in the three minutes and 42 seconds I've seen so far, Wolves have been pretty much in control here. <laughs> yeah, we're off to a slow start, not what I uh, was hoping for. I'm not saying you can't get a result here today, but uh, and he looks like he might have been off sides there. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. We, we did speak a little, about, a little bit about Liverpool's troubles last episode. I, for one, think they had sort of an abysmal January window. I know that... They're not the type of club to go out and buy a ton of players. Never have been. Um, but unfortunately, in this day and age, with three or four other clubs in the league doing just that, you don't really have an option. Unfor- you you kind of have to go out and go get a midfielder or another defender. So yeah. they didn't do that. We we It's just like it's the more that you – the less that you do, the more that you fall behind. And it's like, okay, maybe our squad can come to be. We can find so, a bit of form. But even then, we're still going to be – we're going to be not miles off, but a ways off of these top teams once they start hitting form. Like, sure, Chelsea, they dropped points yesterday to Fulham, but if that team that they assembled, that Bowley assembled, does find form, it's going to be far better. Their peak form is going to be far better than what our peak form could be with the players that I think we have just because it's the midfield, you know? What is... Oh, and that's an own goal. Oh, my God. Was that an own goal? Yeah. Dude, he looks like Goodness he might have been offside. Me, Jesus. <laughs> Folks, it might Holy. be one nothing Wolves right now off, what is that, a Trent own goal? Is that why the camera is pushing No, him? I think it was a Matip own goal, which I don't know why they're showing Trent. That was a really good shot. It didn't, yeah. He squared it, it like and then it, it just hit Matip. I mean, at least. Kissed the inside of the post, and 
in it goes. Fucking. Oh, Connor, this is like, like the worst start. Oh, man. 528, one nothing Wolves. Please be offsides. Come on, we need those ball <laughs> calls. We need a little bit of luck here. Oh, he's well That's on. That's well on. Yep. Let's see the, the own goal again. What is Matip doing here? Oh, Joel. Sticking his foot out and it Joel. Hits, his, hits his shin on the plant foot and deflects goalward. I was just about to ask you, and now I think it's actually a funnier question. What is your like? What are your genuine expectations for this season? Like, would you say it's safe to say you're probably out of the top four race, or do you think that this is still salvageable? Because if Chelsea are people are saying Chelsea could still finish top four, not a lot of people, but again, if Chelsea can, then Liverpool are still capable of doing that. But is that are you not planning on playing Champions League football next season? Honestly, the only joy I have right now, not this is this answers your question directly, but the only joy I have right now is also watching Chelsea struggle. And we have two games, two matches in hand on Chelsea. Right. So that makes me a little bit more joyous as to what's to come for the season. But I think a real a realistic expectation is to probably finish sixth. Sixth. Um, but I think there is at this moment in time, I do believe there is still a chance that Liverpool could maybe squeak top four. Mm. One being that we've done it before in a really shambolic season. Yeah, I don't think that's that's insanely far fetched. You're making it so much harder for yourselves as the right. season get, goes on. But I, I would I agree. I still think they're they're capable of doing it. The play has to turn around obviously immediately here, and you'll also need to get some more production out of guys who've not produced all that much. Mo Salah makes his 300th Premier League appearance today, but. I mean, I'm sure he'd like to be doing that with the team in better form and with him in better form. But there's a few guys who just are not, they're just not getting it done right now, it seems. And I don't know where where to blame that. I mean, look at our team right now. Look at, we're just getting ran on. Like, I don't know. We have Robbo and Trent. Trent's obviously a liability defensively when we're playing this poorly. He needs to be in a team that's managing possession and controlling the ball. But like when he's forced to tuck in to defend, he's not great. But then, like, Gomez also always has an error in him, to, no mm. matter how well he plays. Like, he could play well for three matches, but he Oof. always is going to have that mistake in him. Darwin just went down. A little quick interchange. Darwin went down. There's some contact in the box. But, I it mean, it seems searching. the getability of Liverpool is at an all-time high right now. Every team that plays you just is confident that they can get at you. It looks like Wolves have... Made yeah. that their exact game. Pl- oh my gosh, that was nice. Wolves have made that their game plan today, right from the get go. Let's create chances. A lot of fortune in that first goal too. I mean, I, Wolves have been doing a lot of good work, but I wouldn't say they quite have earned right being up one nil. But tough defending. It's just how things are going for you guys right now. I'm hoping that. Yeah, I'm hoping that that gives Wolves a bit of false hope and that they kind of stretch the field and it allows us to play through them. But. Mm. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. I, everything feels to go against us, and it's just this Liverpool team that's so easily rattled. Like we just conceded. We've conceded all. Our mo right now is that we concede first. Like that's what we do. Yeah. And every time we come out, it's like it doesn't even feel like there's enough confidence built up to where it doesn't. And then the minute it happens, you might as well like put a pin in our balloon, and we just everyone's like huge size you can see him through the tv screen like yeah. eyes, eyes to the sky just like fuck here yeah we, they, here we go again they they be, it became a pretty emotional team this year i think and i i wouldn't even say that there's a ton wrong with that you know obviously a, a rush of blood to the head it can sometimes be detrimental makes everyone feel a bit more panicky than maybe they need to i don't i don't hate 
it though on, it's on the other side of everything i don't hate somebody getting mad or seeing like allison there punching the ground and screaming at his defenders like that a degree of that will always be necessary and i'm sure everybody's very frustrated but yeah i don't know they, they became more certainly more human and it happened a lot quicker yeah. than i thought it would too i think that's just the edge that we live on because liverpool being such a fiery team having such fiery fans like we also built our title charge our champions league charge on the emotion of that true the positive emotions that are found in the game and that's what elevated that team so much but now it's like it does hurt us a little bit because when we don't have the energy at our back not only we are we not as skilled but it just makes us look like worse as if we were just an even keeled non-emotional side yeah and this does nothing to the legacy uh, that that the successful team of two years ago, uh, really last year, really, where did you guys finish last season? Second, second point off on the last day. Point. That's right. That's right. City did it on the last day, and they then the year before that, you won Champions League, right? We won Champions League two in years ago, twenty nineteen. Oh yeah, eighteen nineteen, and then we won the league in nineteen twenty. Yeah. So I think si- largely the same team too, yeah. right? Like pretty much the, <laughs> yeah, the core four. Turnover. Last season we lost. Well, Sadio left at the end of the season. Um, I think City has won what the last two league title. I'm so bad. Yeah. That's like my City of one Achilles' the last heel, two. like sorting out the recent dates of like the sequence of everything. I'm just. So I did bad the at other it. day. I was like, I just wrote out like the last twenty champions just so I could be like, I don't know, just as like a refresher. But when you talk about the league in the last, oh my god, oh my god, two nil. Are you fuck? <laughs> oh my god, dude. Craig. Two nil Wolves. Craig I mean, he Dawson. Didn't know Craig Dawson played for Wolves. Yeah, I didn't know that either. That was that a January thing? It must what have been. The fuck. This is at the Molyneux. I hope. Yeah. This is definitely at Molyneux, dude. They're they're playing on all cylinders right oh, now. Someone be off. Trent, why are you fucking following Trent him? Trent kept man? him on, dude. Trent kept the guy who would have been off on. Although I don't know if it would have been called because oh. initially. Bro, Allison's literally about to quit. Every ball in our own box, we're like second to. It's, yeah. it's incredible. It happened against Brighton and Matoma. Right like, here. See that? It's Joe Gomez makes like a decent football move there, but Allison, if he had punched that oh, out, I think you would have been fine. Wow. 2 0, just under 12 minutes in. It's funny because I, when I typed the first goal out in the chat, I said 2 0. You should have just left it. And now, yeah. Like, yeah. Fucking not even five minutes later. It's <laughs> later, it would have been. Uh, Ow. Totally accurate, and here's a little extra sting. I already, I already brought this up too, but I don't know what what's Klopp screaming about right now. You think? I don't. He probably doesn't even know. He's probably just fucking pissed. He's just <laughs> shell shocked. Um, <clears throat> Matthias Nunez on the field for Wolves today. Somebody again who probably could have offered a bit of support. I'm not saying he brings you guys to fourth immediately, but that's one of those signings that, unfortunately, even if the owners don't want to spend money, even if the club is hard to separate from their dollar, got to do it. Yeah. Got to get that done. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I FSG are going to need answers soon. Like it's pretty glaringly obviously that glaringly obvious that we didn't do enough business in the winter window, and it's atypical for us to we shopped Nunez last summer, and for us to not land him and then wait an entire another year and then be like, oh, you know what? Like we actually can use this player. Like that's very atypical of. Liverpool and it's something that I make fun of I mean Tottenham and Manchester United for doing where it takes so long for Mm -hmm. them to actually make a decision on a player and then when the decision's made it's like are we signing this guy because we said we were going to sign this guy or is it like what's the reason behind it 
or are we just that desperate? So you know, I can't figure it out. I don't know. Well, and this, it, I think, relates pretty directly. And a really interesting theme that I think emerged from this January window is that, like, we, we, we saw the Super League rearing its head, what, yeah. last year, two years ago? Two, I think, yeah. And while I think that that has a – oh, Liverpool in here. Great save. While I think that that is potential to happen again, a lot of the world has seen the Premier League as the Super League. You know, like certainly becoming it. And with Chelsea Enzo deal, largely Benfica, I think was like a little bit upset at how Chelsea had handled things. I think oh, yeah. all of these teams that are not Premier League clubs who have talisman players like this who are getting ready to make big signings, I think they're getting increasingly fed up with the Premier League owners' idea that they're just going to walk into this business room with vans on like in a coffee in hand like are we ready to do this like yeah. we're ready to pay whatever and then they end up haggling and thinking like oh you know but your player really does want this move he wants this upward move into the premier league and yeah. again i feel like slight, slightly hypocritical because i myself in the past have defended vehemently that the premier league is the highest level most exciting top class level of football in the world and that's open to debate somebody mm-hmm. can give me a million stats proving me otherwise or right. saying, well, look at this. Yeah. How can you, and, and it's true, you know, the, there's good football everywhere. That's one of the great things about the sport, but I'm starting to really, I think, see how other leagues are getting pissed at like, look, you think you're the center of your own universe, but you're not. There's a lot yeah. more clubs, a lot more players, and you need to start taking us more seriously as clubs. If you're going to go poach our best players, essentially each season. Yeah. Just w- literally walk in, break the doors down and be like, Ha ha ha. Yeah. We're right. Here, you know, like, so I don't know. It seems a little <laughs> bit pompous, a little bit conceited. I think it's a little bit disrespectful, maybe even to mm-hmm. the world footballing landscape to, to one conduct your business that way. But then that's, that will be Benfica's impression of Chelsea and the premier league now for days to come. You know, yeah. now, now if Benfica have another guy they're looking to sell, it's going to be that knee jerk like yeah remember last time the whole thing with enzo like how big of a pain in the ass that was it went to like the literal final seconds of the transfer window because they you know and we weren't flies on the wall in the meeting i don't i always obviously know exactly how that went but yeah i think the flip side of it could be though like i wonder if there's an aspect of benfica that's like laughing at chelsea for paying that much right like they look at the last what is it three players that they sold mm-hmm. um or maybe not the last three, but the money they've made off of players they sold. It was, um, I believe, Jao Felix oh, yeah, was, yeah. was the first uh-huh. for like 130. Mm-hmm. And then it was Darwin, which was like 80 to 100. And now it's Enzo for 120. Yeah. Like, they've made almost half a billion dollars You're off right. of three players. And there's more, too. Like There um, will be more, for sure. City, Ederson came from Benfica. I mean, there's a long list of players that came from that team and like i don't know i know that the negotiations were dragged out and kind of like probably a fucking nuisance to sit in a room with todd bowley for that long but i wonder if part of it is just benfica being a stickler and like no you're gonna pay and he just sits there i don't know picture an old portuguese dude with his arms full like yeah you're not gonna you want get him me. or not like you know what i mean like you I, walk I in here I, with your fucking black t-shirt and your sneakers and you think you're just gonna yeah Run like train on American. Club. <laughs> yeah. yeah, get out of here. When I said help yourself to the croissants on the table, I didn't mean eat every single one before the rest of the t- team got here. Yeah, um, but but I mean, sim- very similar situation as Pedro Poro. You know, like that. That was, I think, just 
constant little things that kept popping up apparently from what I've heard. And I know one of the big things that made me laugh was sporting. We're like, you can have him, but he's playing in our cup game this weekend. He's playing. That's he's funny. he's making a final appearance at, uh, <clears throat> please sporting okay. Portugal sporting. Oh, sporting. Yeah. Um, you know, if it's the last thing we do, he is going to have a final. And it was, and it worked out, you know, everyone's making jokes about like, yeah, God forbid he gets hurt or like mm-hmm. picks up an injury and you've just signed yeah, this fails his medical dinged up player. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, in, it's all about the club, right? Like Chelsea go in and get this midfielder and you're like, that's just what they do. Now that they became attached to this person, they have to finalize this in the most brutal business way possible. But Tottenham, you know, like right back was a glaring position they needed improvements in. Yeah. And, and Poro, by all accounts, should be a very, very good signing. Yeah, but he should be. we'll see. He should make his debut against City tomorrow. I'm praying he does. Um, I'd be a little surprised if he didn't, to be quite honest. And I think, too, we, we see Enzo coming in yesterday and starting right away, playing the full match. I think the premier big signings, we'll see those guys right away. There's none of this, like, working them into the side bullshit. Especially where teams are at right now. I, I think Enzo starting. It shocked a lot of people yesterday because he literally just arrived in London yeah. not even, what, two and a half, three days ago, and he played. Well, do you think – so do you <laughs> think that the – Breaking into the team right away is is position related. You played most of your life, still do. Is is the holding midfield position among all positions on the pitch something that can sort of be? If you need a holder, you can just throw a holder in there. Essentially, is what I'm saying. Does that like? Is it more complicated than that? You think? I would say when it comes into play, is like if there's a new player coming to a team, it's always going to be. Everyone is always wondering. What does this player bring, and how is this? How is the coach going to handle him with the with the balance of team culture? Because it's like, yeah, generally, if a new player comes, if it's Enzo, maybe that speaks to the volumes of the player that he is. That he's just that fucking good. Because there's players like, even if they trained with him once, it's a lot with a good chance. But even if they've trained with him once or twice, a lot of times you can recognize like, okay, this guy's gonna like. He just like he's going to be a starter. He's going to be a day in day out kind of player. He's going to get some luxuries. Like he's just that guy. And if he's the guy, you can't really argue him playing. But there is an aspect of like the players that aren't like that because there's a lot less of them in a team that are of that quality. Yeah. When they look to the manager, if the manager is immediately just going to turn to the star boy that was just signed, worth a lot of money, sure he's the top talent. But if you give him those luxuries right away to just have playing time no matter the circumstance creates a rift and then it's for like all those other players that you're looking at like Connor Gallagher a really talented player but he's more of that grafter that needs to work his way into yeah. the side like um what does that mean for them so is Graham Potter kind of throwing off that team morale by immediately playing Enzo it might not be his decision it yeah might, true might be, that might have come from the top I think that's where it's like you can you can be very, you have to be hesitant as a manager because it can throw off team culture very quickly, especially in a locker room like Chelsea. Tons of young players now, tons of guys that are not probably, even young. Everybody, everybody, but they're all fearful for what their role is. They have no idea. Am I going to be here next year? And Graham Potter is proving that like there is no tenure. I don't know. Yeah. Like, well, but, it's funny too. Like imagine like being Graham Potter in like a help sometimes players will be like like request the meeting like hey can i come into your office for an hour today and talk to you about my role or what your plans are for me i imagine graham potter gets in this week 
on Monday and he has like 50 players asking for meetings. Like, Oh yeah. Some being like, Hey, I know that this is hard for you to assess right now, but I'm one of like 37 midfielders. I'm young. What's going on here? Should I expect to leave in the summer? What are, you know, and, and this is something that over time he'll figure out more. And I think despite what you've said being very true, he did a good job of still work. Like Gallagher still get, still got minutes yesterday. Like Mason Mount still got minutes. And those two were, were, I don't know. There was a lot of people really unhappy with their performance. So he also leans heavily on substitutions. Like Chelsea have played so many players, and it seems like they use all five subs. Yeah, every fucking match. So it's yeah. like, is that because Graham's just not sure of what he wants yet? Is he still looking for what's best for these players? And he's using matches as kind of like an official training ground to see what these guys can deliver, or does he just not know yet? He's using know. a like, must-win game against Fulham as like a but then, the litmus test for like Gallagher, which he absolutely oh by which he did not pass. I don't, I don't think yesterday, but yeah, they just do. They so look hard. awful going forward. I know, and it's they look like, like shit. Cucurella is going to be a real like Chilwell's coming back. So, but like if Cucurella keeps getting the nod over Chilwell, it's going to be like Graham. You look like right now. Yeah. It looks like you're playing favorites, yeah. and it's not looking good. It's not. It's not backing you and your Brighton well. bullshit going on right now needs to stop. And I and I actually was thinking I had that same thought because I was watching Cucurella play yesterday. Who, yeah, again, we've said this a million times. We don't ever root for a player's downfall. I don't think there's a player I hate enough that I'm like, yeah, I hope you just are in awful form and just fade right. into anonymity. But I can't think of a really any positive things Cucurella has done since getting to Chelsea. And you make a good point. I'm, I'm watching him play like, where is Ben Chilwell? I know that he's been pretty knocked up. A lot of Chelsea players have been, but he comes on yesterday and I'm like, oh, so he is healthy. Like he's going to start to want yeah. starting minutes and I think he he's should get back. it. He definitely it just, should. There was nothing, there was nothing wrong in terms of gameplay with the Reese-Ben Chilwell wingback tandem. That was one of the best wingback tandems in the Prem. That was where a lot of their goals were coming from when they were playing well that Champions League season. And injuries sort of disrupted that, and it seems like since then he's not been able to get those two back in the same form, and he needs to do that. Like, yeah. I, I do still think this Chelsea team is at their best with healthy Chilwell, healthy Reese at the wingback. It's a matter of keeping those two healthy. I don't know what it takes, but it's good to see that Reese and Chilwell are both back. It's just how long. It literally must feel like, how many matches are we going to get out of these two? Like, yeah. How how many matches? And, and obviously you don't want to lean into a knocked up player, you know, yeah, someone who's coming off an injury. But Graham, Graham has to be looking at the situation thinking, I mean, we're, we're fucking hemorrhaging points. I have to start getting wins. And I know that I can do that with these two. He seems like he was pretty careful with Reese yesterday. I think Reese came off in like the 60th minute, mm-hmm. which sound, which would be about right. Maybe even a bit longer yeah. than I would have. I was kind of shocked that he started him. Like, yeah, same. He didn't come off the bench first. But. Same, but if I don't know. I guess if you're going to compare how how banged up each player is, like was was Chilwell more banged up than Reese was? Why would you not just start both? Because yeah. I don't know. I, at the same time, it's 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 really important. They, they, they're just in such need of a rhythm, and they're not the only ones. I'm looking at a team in red right now who also could use a little bit more rhythm in their gameplay, oh, but yeah. time, is, time is running out here, and, and these positions in the table are starting to look a little bit more solidified. But Yeah, the fact that we just can't come out and even put in a showing. Like, we haven't, we haven't done much at all. You, Mo had a chance and Darwin had a chance, but past that, it's been pretty much all Wolves. It's probably one that Darwin's going to get ridiculed for, despite it actually being a fucking good hit. And <laughs> like, on the topic of Darwin, he, I think in some some miscellaneous interview yesterday, or yeah. a couple of days, was like, I think, essentially I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but I, he 
is expecting to have a much better season next year. Said at Benfica, I had a shit first season, and then I figured it out. But yeah, and said the prem is really difficult. You know, that's that's a difficult adjustment. Very true. I mean, you're looking at a lot of players that are probably realizing that. Anthony's one of them. Sancho is one of them. We Anthony. don't even know what's going to happen to Sancho. Um, I don't know. Who knows? That's something that we could even see from Mudrick. Like, yeah, it's a whole different ball game from like where he was playing and. Darwin said that off the back of like it was a, him comparing himself to the likes of Luis Suarez, who also obviously a Liverpool. Wow, oh, dude, this is just Matip needs to get what off is the pitch. Our fucking backline, dude. Matip needs man. to get off the pitch right now. That was almost a world class giveaway. Yeah, he literally just touched it to him in oh, stride. Oh, Joel, why is does Fabinho's healthy? That's right, Diaz knew that's him too. Doesn't hasn't Fabinho stepped in it? He's center back in horrible form right now. Oh yeah, so I don't even think you'd want to think about. Oh yeah, back. let's put him he, in the most crucial defensive position on the field. And he is like his visit, his confidence is visibly tarnished. Like mm. he does something, and you can just see that God, he's that's like, shocking. I know because he's that's like shocking. He's typically a player that doesn't doesn't reveal much. Like he, I stand by this. But two seasons ago, I said Fabinho was the best player in the league. I think he might have been. I think yeah. he was the most valuable player on any team. It was when Liverpool were in their title charge. He was stepping into any position on the field and looking oh incredible. God, yeah. Midfield, he was good. Even the fourth place center season. back. I was yeah. like Connor. What the fuck? Like, where do you find these people? Like, right. where do you yeah. where do you get a guy like this who that. can? No, yeah, he could do it all, and he was good at all of it. And now it's just like he's he's lost that bit of confidence, which is a shame. I think he and many other players in this Liverpool side sort of rise and fall with the team, yeah. which sounds like a no-shit statement, but, I mean, there are guys who are always pretty good regardless of form, or you can see the qualities there, but as a unit, they look really just... Yeah. They look really downtrodden. and they're having trouble getting the ball just up the field at goal right now. Yeah, I would say the only player that isn't really like that is probably maybe Mo. Mm. I feel like... Just because, like, he might not play great, but he'll still find the net. Like, he might not be that involved, but he'll still score somehow. Uh, he hasn't been doing much of that this Gosh. season, but... Jeez. I don't know what's going to happen. Substantial work is to be done in this game if you're going to look to get even a point. That's for sure. Which is fucking awful, because we just watched Chelsea and Fulham drop points, so we should be chomping at the bit yeah. to be like, we literally have a chance to... If we were to win this game, I'm pretty sure we'd jump Fulham. I was going to say, I think the league is still very much in a position of where if you had won this game and then maybe the next game, you're, you really, you're up there. You're yeah. back oh, absolutely yeah. in the top four conversation. Because so. if we were to... I mean, Newcastle, obviously, their form has been a bit... Pull up the I league table I don't want to say shaky, but they haven't looked as great. You're talking about Fulham? Uh, no, Newcastle. Newcastle. Like, like, they just haven't been as potent. I mean, I obviously argued Andrew on that for one... The EFL Cup final, but we're, you and Andrew we're ten, argued. No, we're, we're ten points off fourth. That doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound like you guys. But Newcastle will be even on game. Like I don't know. But then there's games in hand. Like Brighton only has three more points than us. So if we win this game, we would jump Brighton. And if Brighton you jump Chelsea, Brentford, and you'd be tied with Fulham. Tied. Sorry, yeah, tied with Fulham. And so. Never. But then you're in seventh. You're in seventh, I think, and based on and immediately, you, you just look at that, and as a human oh. being, are like, oh, like we're there. We're like in the mix. We're right outside top four. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and, and that's, that's kind of where the bar has been set this season, right? You're not going to make a, a title push at this point. Oh, you're not, not going to. 
you know, fourth, fourth, finishing fourth this season, I, th- I think you sp- you do speak for many level-headed Liverpool fans. Like finishing fourth would be like miraculous this year. Like if you did yeah. pull off fourth, oh, that yeah. would be It'd be a miracle. Some run. of Klopp's best work. It would require many of these guys we're watching now to turn it the fuck around immediately. But yeah. I'm not saying that's impossible. No, not at all. And I'm and now it's like I, every time I watch Gakpo too, I don't I don't think he's thinking right now at all. Fuck! I made the wrong decision. Like I should have stayed where I was. I should. I don't. I don't feel that's the case at all because I still think players view the Premier League as like an, a privilege to play and an honor to play, especially for a club like Liverpool. So I don't get that sense at all. But he, oh, he yeah. is sort of thinking like, "Fuck!" I feel like me and Mane are living like two two separate like lives. Oh, like yeah, Mane 100%. leaves Liverpool and everything sort of improves for him, and then you know Gakpo gets here and he's not played poorly, but he's not. He's just not like. How can he be involved? He's a yeah. striker, and we don't play attacking football. Yeah. Like, you know, he's not even a striker. He's, they have him on the wing usually, right? He, he should be playing off the left wing or in like a ten slash deep nine role. I don't. Know, I, I if if Liverpool were in better form, I could see him tearing it up and being like an amazingly good signing. Yeah. You guys have brought in players who have immediately been been good in the past. That's not going to get it done. Come. Dude, we, just to bring it up again, Craig Dawson to Wolves, I love that signing. When did that happen? I, that has to be a January thing. I'm going to look it up. I think we have a Liverpool fan joining us. Wadi83. Welcome, Wadi83. Sorry your team is down 2-0 right now. I did it into halftime. Uh, they said want the season to end now. <laughs> I would love for the season to end. I'd take fifth in this league landscape. I would I would just take above finishing above Chelsea so I could fucking rub it in their billionaire ass face i i think i think in the end chelsea will like i don't see their gameplay like rapidly improving over you know over the rest of the season but i do think they'll finish above liverpool i I think that they if they've done one thing right it's spend money and that in the end will enough to get them it'll get it'll be enough to get them to like sixth or fifth but who knows (sighs) yeah one week ago one week ago, Craig Dawson isn't a typical Wolves transfer, but he brings defensive steel. Headline courtesy of The Athletic. Yeah, I, I think that's very true. You know, He's like a hard-nosed Premier League guy. Scores with his head. Every team in the league could use a guy good at scoring with his head. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, Everton benefited Top from to bottom. today. Exactly. Great point. That's how you steal points. That can be how you steal points. I mean, we we there's a lot of things Fulham have done correctly, but I believe they're still the league leaders in goals from set pieces. And they're in sixth right now, so teams like that especially can just thrive off of making yeah. a living scoring off corners, and and that's a really good way to get good teams jarred as well. They they allow a set piece goal, the goalie's upset, defenders upset, someone likely blew their man. Like, mm. Still haven't confirmed if he's a Liverpool fan. Oh, yes, he is. Yes, they are. Welcome. If you're new in the chat, feel f- free to hit subscribe, follow us. Please do subscribe. We're always uh, checking out these live watches, no matter how unbearable they might be for some of us fans. Hey, man, they've been pretty bad for me, too. Yeah. You're I had to watch Arsenal lose or beat us 2-0. So. Looking at two struggling Remember the Arsenal Tottenham game when the game got cut out and I was like, "Yes, you don't have to watch." <laughs> I would actually love if this happened right now. That was just, when you guys were getting absolutely like 
pestered by them. Too. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was 90 minutes of... Can we just not fucking turn the ball over in the defensive third for once? From what you've seen so far, is this as bad as the Brighton performance? Yeah. Just about. Like, we don't have any possession. I don't know why and where it's come from where we are turning into this defensive-oriented team. Look, but, like, we're trying to play one and two touch. And look, we're just, like, everything's slow. Tiago gives the ball away, and he just saunters over to whoever that was. I don't know if it was Lamina or Traore, but... By sitting back, you're like making yourselves a counterattack team, and it's not that you're not good enough to hit somebody on the counter. All good teams are capable of that, but it's not the style you want to play for oh. an entire half. And like we've never at our best, yes, we had a very we had one of the best defensive teams in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. One because we held a lot of the ball, but like we've always been capable. Just like City at the top, they always are susceptible to conceding that goal. You know what I mean? And so why in desperate times are we like, I'm not saying it's easy to play on the front foot or play a possession-based style, um, but like why are we resorting to just shining a massive spotlight on our on the weakest part of our game? Yeah. And a few, I've got to say the Tiago, not downfall, but Tiago sort of falling slightly out of favor or not totally looking like he's terribly effective in this lineup. That's something I didn't see coming. He, yeah. was, he was somebody who I'd pegged to be the bright star amidst a shitstorm of a season, but it's kind of not been that way. Like th- Today, nobody's playing well particularly, but there have been a few performances, I think, where he leaves a lot to be desired in terms of work in the midfield. And Yeah, and it's not going to cut it when he has Kata next to him. and fucking, I mean, a youngster, yeah, sure. Thiago can offer a bit of leadership, but Bosatich is basically in there to cover all the extra work that Thiago's not going to do mm. or not capable of doing. And as the young guy, he's totally like willing. He's like, oh, yeah. coach, I'll do whatever the shit you need me to do. You know. Plus, he just signed a new contract, I think, right? Liverpool. Yeah, he signed an extension. So, that's good. You might get a good young guy out of the season, which is not what you were looking for, but... No. At least that maybe maybe takes care the of him. At the end of the day, it's like it still doesn't cut, cut it. Cause no. Then we'll probably get like 20 mil, 20 mil from him in two years, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but the English youth systems aren't producing these world beaters like they used to. I think that's true. I would also say there's not a lot of it's not held in high importance now. The homegrown player, the cat, the academy guy who sticks around and becomes a club legend. That's like, well, especially in the Premier. I think it's mainly only in the Premier League that's uncommon because as a league that sees itself as the best league, they're forever making these crazy big signings. You know, yeah. like a lot of Chelsea midfielders are not going to have a chance to stand out because of guys like Enzo Fernandez and even Conor Gallagher coming in. You know, mm-hmm. like, well, he was a he was a Chelsea. Was yeah. he a Chelsea or, Academy guy? I don't know about Academy, but he definitely was a Chelsea. He was like on the Chelsea squad and he was loaned out. Regardless, out, so I mean, I'm sure you could. Any, well, you I think so. But. You could find a ton of players who probably were Academy guys who just never, who were like, I don't, I'm not going to play here. I'm not. Yeah. I loved being in the Chelsea, Man City, Man United Academy, but I, they're going to go sign a world beater. You know, if, right. if they need one, that's what they'll go get. Yeah, and this is me talking out my ass a little bit because, like, I don't think it's anywhere close to happening. But in the case that Trent's career continues on this trajectory and Liverpool struggle to find form maybe into next season, like, he's one of the best homegrown players that the English football, ever had. English football has to offer with the heights that he hit so early, the trophies that he won, just like Foden. But both of those players, like, I mean, if Foden can't find a foothold in Pep's side... 
I wouldn't be surprised. Foden's now struggling mightily to... Maybe he departs, and it's because of the signings, like Grealish, um, Alvarez. Like These are players that City brought in, and now Foden struggles the minute that he's not like in peak form. And if Trent continues, I wouldn't be surprised if Trent, in two years, if he hasn't been playing that well and is still getting all this shit from English media, is like, why not go play in Spain where yeah. I can just go play a more attacking fullback role? I would... I really kind of want to see with our midfield struggles. See Trent in the midfield? See see him there. I don't know what could possibly be worse because, if anything, he'd be looked at as a very defensive midfielder with the ability to spray balls. Yeah. But, like... That's been in the conversation for seasons now as maybe potentially... it, It was... A couple seasons ago, it was, oh, we'll keep getting better, and eventually we can just move Trent up, but it's the opposite has happened now. It's like oh, we're, yeah. we're in a horrible vein of form, and now we just might have to try him in midfield just to I think just to would, see. It would be, if he's capable of playing it, it's not normal for like outside backs, wing backs, to be able to slide in that midfield role. Trent, obvi- he's done it with England a little bit, but, I mean, he's not caught in 1v1 matchups as much. Like, he wouldn't be so isolated as a fullback. We could play a more defensive fullback. Maybe Calvin Ramsey. I don't know if he's ready. But even James Milner. And then rather than trying to play Milner in midfield, you play Trent in midfield, put Milner at right back. And then Trent, it's just a more structured place in the field. And it's not 1v1 battles. Sure, there's a lot of pressure, but he can play with the ball on his foot under pressure. So and maybe he can even add a couple goals. to like Maybe take a couple assists away, but... I see him like fitting in very well in that Henderson right-sided midfielder role. Ooh, that's not good. Hee-chan. Juan Hee-chan immediately pulls up. That could be a pulled hammer. You bring up Milner, right? Yep. And I like Milner a lot. I think he's a proper English player. Um, also somebody I see who should right now be playing at like Everton or yeah, like a mid-level club. And he maybe he would have said fuck one, that. He's maybe. on a one year deal. Like maybe. we just added him for another year, which I don't think anyone expected, but it's because of how good last season went. Yeah. But now Do you think do you think he knowing what you know about him as a player, do you think if it got to the point where he was getting sold to like a team like Everton, he'd just retire? Like do you th- or do you think he wants to play more football and um, would be willing to do that at a team he like he goes to Everton if, he starts. I don't know if he'd go to Everton because like I don't think he wants to deal with all that. Just like an example of like a mid table yeah. club that um, needs some assistance. I in. think it's getting to be time where Milner maybe I mean float the MLS idea. I think he likes he just loves football so much and he loves staying in incredible shape and all of that. Like he loves the grind. He's a player that embraces the grind. So I could see him continuing to play at a smaller club. Maybe MLS. I don't know if he'd ever leave England. He seems way too English to do that. But I think he. I think he's a golfer too. Mm. Um, so maybe that would be enticing to him. But a return to Leeds, like if Leeds is still playing in the Prem, even if they go down to the Championship, he could just be like a locker room leader, player, coach type player. Yeah, certainly. And um, but my I whole point is, I think that's where he should is probably going very soon, if not retiring or red. I could see him retire. That would be nice. But but so my point is like he is a guy who still gets used in this team. I would say often would be fair. Like he still makes features and he's still featured in games. But one of those guys that I don't not, and this isn't a direct shot at Milner, but 
like Nunez slides in and Milner, you know, the, the, these are guys who you should start to recycle out of the club. Yeah. You're, you're moving in a new direction. Like having them to move forward is not totally mm-hmm. wise. I'd say, I think it is tough though. Cause where we're at, in the season now, it's almost like you want players like Milner. Like, you want players that can set a tone in training, regardless yeah. of the circumstance, can fucking get a fire and a fight out of these younger players that are kind of looking for their, a direction or what path their career is going to take. So, right now, like, when we played Wolves in the second leg FA Cup, I think Milner was a big part of that victory. Like, he still puts in those random man-of-the-match performances. If Liverpool's trajectory was different, then it's like definitely time cycle on for Milner. But because we're struggling to find a foothold, that's another big question mark around Hendo is like, I think he's going to always be a leader at Liverpool. He'll probably, probably always be, a be better on the team sheet. Example. But like the two of them, they're like our only hope at bringing some bit of reason and like being like, all right, guys, like you need to focus on this. Mm. Take yourselves out of the current situation. Look at the bigger picture, that kind of thing. So if you take those guys out, maybe the squad even comes unraveled quicker. But like, I don't know. Next season's going to be I don't interesting. Know. It's, it's be impossible weird. to predict because I, I still think that the, you know you get in a good run of form, you you focus on one competition above the other. Like I think the other competitions next year will be more of a distraction. Liverpool will always yeah. be a Champions League monster, but we probably won't see them in Champions League next year. So. That could be like a let's reset and focus on the prem. Let's like get back to where we were domestically, and then we can worry about, you know, going far in these other competitions. But yeah, there's there's a lot I think that's going to change at the club. I think I was listening to Redmen TV the podcast um, this week, and I mean they went on and fucking on about just not signing players, but there's also just a bit of structural changes going on at the club. Um, obviously, I think it's Julian Ward. Is his yeah. name? He was like the s- director of football or the sc- the lead. I forget what his role is, but there's that new guy coming in, and I can't remember his name. He's the guy that bought Nunez. Mm. He's like taking over all of that business. But Julian Ward is going to be leaving this summer, and the Redmen TV kind of thought that Klopp is being demanded of more and mm. like. And he's not just managing football like he kind of wants to do. Um, sure, he comes out in the pressers and like is kind of keeping it all hush hush and putting a smile on his face even after games like this and being like, "Oh, we can turn this around." Like I feel like Klopp is always positive, but right now he's being almost a little bit like we kind of want to hear more and as fans yeah. need to hear more. But I think there's stuff going on within the club. Um, he seems frustrated to me right now deeply with what's going on in the club. I think he wanted more signings. Yeah. And when he announced that they weren't signing more, it seemed like a, yeah, I just talked to him and it was really upsetting and it was really frustrating. And I now need to deliver this shit news to you that we probably aren't bringing anyone else in because mm -hmm. that's the meeting I've, the meeting we just had. That's what I was told. So, and it it feels a little bit like to a lesser degree, the Tuchel situation where Tuchel was being asked to do all these different things within a club and put band-aids on certain things when like, frankly, he's not qualified or cut out to do so, or is going to find enjoyment in doing it. Like a lot of managers are probably like, everyone would think it's their dream to go scout their own players and like find these guys from whatever, but like takes so much effort and time. So then, and, and a lot just, of those players don't work out and, and Klopp only manages, especially at this stage. He only renewed his contract because of the enjoyment that he finds in it. So the minute that he's drained and discouraged is like, 
you FSG really need to put people in the right positions and kind of lay off him because like that's when you're going to lose one of the greatest managers of like the current playing period. So I don't know. It, it, it makes me really nervous. Everything that's going on. I don't know. It's of all the clubs uh, in the top flight. It's hardest for me to see another manager. Get in. <gasps> it's hardest for me to see another manager coming in at Liverpool the most of anybody else. No, like a, like no a, a clopless Liverpool sideline is the weirdest idea to me. But I, it so is, yeah. Funny thing during the Chelsea game yesterday, somebody noticed uh, an inconspicuous spectator sitting high up. Do you know who that was? No. Germany coach Hansi Flick, who is known to never, ever go to like, like he's never seen at non-Germany games. He's not somebody like Gareth Southgate who goes to every fucking Premier League game that there is. Every United game, sorry. Um, People noticed Hansi Flick and his team. It's two assistants that were with him sitting there. So... What some be, and of course, just started the rumor mill like crazy. But yeah. people, what people think now is Hansi Flick's like, eh, you know, World Cup didn't go that well for me. I, this Chelsea job, I mean, Jesus, Todd Bowley's probably like, I would sign you in a heart. I would bring oh, you yeah. in in a fucking heartbeat. This is totally a Bowley signing, but it looks like maybe I toss his hat in the ring. The Germany job that Flick just said he was not going to leave after the World Cup, he may now take the Chelsea job, which opens up the Germany job to Klopp, who was yeah. what a lot of people had thought would be the incumbent to take that role over. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. It could all be rumor. It is all rumors right now, but yeah. I also know how Chelsea conduct their business and when they want something, they go and get it and they're able to usually convince that player or coach to come in and be part of what they're doing. So, yeah. Huh. I wonder if Klopp would do that. I could see that. I could see that shakeup happening. I, it's not like I can't envision that, but again, yeah. I think that would slightly discredit Klopp and his commitment to this side. Like, I think that is a real thing. He, I, I do he's believe. He's always kind of been, he's very op- open about like him staying and like he does it because he enjoys it. And he says like, even when he renewed his contract, he explicitly talked about the conversation with he, he had with his wife and his wife said, look around you, like look at the people, look Aww. at what you bring to the city. Like, is that something you're really ready to leave behind? And when he got that approval from her, that's when he was like, yeah, like, I mean, the wife's approval goes goes a long way. If Liverpool should do anything, they should be making Klopp's wife happier because then happy wife, happy life. I mean, we all know. And a lot of other like top managers don't, talk much at all about that you know what i mean like, and we also see march does a little bit but Mourinho doesn't have he has his dogs or yeah. i don't even know if he does anymore so he can obviously just up and leave yeah yeah well we, i mean we we mentioned this with pep we were like is when when pep is finally done coaching and sitting on his you know mahogany it's oh, mahogany it's desk. Be nicer than mahogany it's probably be, yeah it's gonna be what's the, right. what's the wood from a uh, better call saw Oh, <laughs> Connor, what was it? Oh, look, up look it up. Desk from. Dude, what a shout. Fuck, I miss that show so much. I miss that show so much. What is it? Coca Lobo? Coca. Yes, dude. What is it? Uh, Coca. Coca Bolo. Coca Bolo. Coca Bolo. Yes. <laughs> um, God, what a shout. When he's sitting at his desk at the end of his career, he's going to ha- think of his happiest times being at Barcelona. I do believe uh-huh. that. Yeah, I think Klopp will look at his there. happiest times. Liverpool, unequivocally, unequivocally, even being German and coaching Dortmund to titles that he did. There's just no way that he doesn't. He had the perfect side. He had the perfect mesh, close knit side. Klopp is that energizer bunny. Like he feeds off the Mm -hmm. crowd and Dortmund obviously also known. It's like almost like the Liverpool of Germany in a way with the massive stadium and the fan energy. But that's a good comparison. 
Excuse me, Jesus. comparison. Start burping into the microphone. Wadi83. Uh, he'll have to let us know where you're from. I wonder. I'm curious. Uh, you Scouser? If he's from Liverpool or He's a UK. local Scouse. That always goes a little bit further. I would love to hear from Kyle. I wish Kyle was in the chat right now. I know. Should he's shoot pro- him a text. He tell him he's, he's probably at a bar. He's probably, oh, he is from he's, Liverpool. He's probably so drunk. He is from Liverpool. From Liverpool. Thanks for joining so, us from a long yeah. way. He's talking about the ownership, and, I mean, FSG need to take a hint and worry about the Red Sox. I think, yep. that's right. I think it's getting to a point where it's so clear that FSG is just not willing to invest at no. the rate at which football is progressing. But I said that product is then moving downward because that's so they're going to get less return on – Maybe not their investment, but they're not going to get as much for Liverpool as they could have. If they're you're, you're not you're not selling a Champions if, League team. If they sell this season, like if if they sell when it was like it first came out that FSG is open to the sale, but kind of looking for a large investment, there comes a point where it's like okay, you're you're just not cut out to own the club anymore. If I don't think it's quite there yet, like I think if they do get a very big, healthy round of investment from another player that. I would like them to keep running the team for at least another two to three seasons. But yeah. if it's like another year from now, things aren't going as they hoped. And then it's like, oh, can someone else come to the table and join and become a part it's of Liverpool not Football Club and give us a fucking boatload? Of, like, give us $800 million of kind of like a bailout yeah. check. Like, it's yeah. just not going to happen. And no. they've already done it once and they, they've, uh, They've benefited greatly from it because it jump-started the, the investment that they received from, I forget where. I remember I did all that. I, the Mafia? No, but it was like... I the Mank Mafia? A, I can't remember who invested in them, but they took a you big investment. And it jump-started all their title runs because FSG was very good at running the club and that, like, counting pennies style of football, the money ball style. But yeah. now it's just like, you can't just keep going to the... Openly to the public being like, hey, we need investment. And then like, yeah, everything's good. <laughs> but like, no, like, come on. Like, sell. They're like, we need help from the fans. Yeah. And this is now on you. It doesn't feel like they're making any effort to like go find investors. Like, are mm. they doing any? They must be like taking meetings Plus, and dude, people out. But how hard it is to find like to find good investment and good club leadership. Someone is, that you're willing to work it's with. It's harder to find than any position on the field, I think. It's harder to find. Like, yeah. if you're you're like, oh, man, my club needs a striker. Are we, I'm taught to meet a center back right now. No, taught to meet an owner that will go out and buy a center back at the drop of a hat. Or like investment where where he can do that then and not yeah. lose out on any money. So and if if someone does come to the table, like it's already hard enough getting a full board to work together, be cohesive, and actually function as a team and not individuals. Yeah. Like in business, never mind. Like FSG is at the helm; they get twenty percent investment from this one area, and then you get thirty five from this other area because mm. they're they're asking for it. Then all of a sudden, you have like fifteen hats at the table that yeah. you have to listen to, and they're like. Hey, no, I I gave you the money you asked for. You have to listen to my business takes and footballing takes that it's just not gonna it's not gonna Wouldn't work. Wouldn't get out. it done. But, uh we wa- can take a little break, Ski? Yeah, we'll take a little break. Wadi eighty three, five minutes from the ground. That's dope. He can probably hear the Everton cheers from where he is yeah, then I literally. Mean, Goodison must be popping off or the people in the street. Um uh, I could just see well, him slowly taking off his Liverpool jersey and putting on an Everton one and just going would, to the bar. He would fucking never. Yeah, I, that's true. Um but we're going to, for you guys out there in the watching, we're going to just take a quick little halftime break. We'll go, pick, go have a pace. Piss break and uh, grab some water or something. So we'll see you back in a see few. See you in a few.
We're back, everybody. Thank you for joining us again for the second half. Wolves 2, Liverpool 0. One of those goals was an own goal, courtesy of Joel Matzib. Liverpool have looked far off pace from the uh, inception of this game, so let's see if they can turn it around. Kyle's in the chat. Kyle's back. Kyle, I got to say, man, it's really good to see you in the chat and... But first and foremost, congratulations on maybe the win of the season so far. And I guess to bring some scores from around the ground, obviously Everton 1-0 over the league leaders. Arsenal this morning. Right now, Leicester are up 3-2 over Villa. Um, that's a lot of first-half goals. Brentford 2, Southampton nil. Brighton and Bournemouth are nil-nil. United have capitalized off a Bruno Fernandes penalty. Up 1-0 over Palace. And as we see here, Wolves 2-0 over Liverpool. Newcastle West Ham at twelve thirty. That's got that's got some. That could be fun. Yeah, seriously, Kyle, why are you not blackout drunk right now? I'm kind of disappointed in a way because <laughs> that's where I would be. But fucking day. Maybe you're you know like an adult. Yeah, man, it's Everton's got to be Merseyside's got to be a fun place to be hanging out right now. Depends which side you're on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great performance from us for once. Yeah, I mean, it pretty much. I wouldn't say, I mean, it's far from seamless. A few huge chances. It sounds funny, but they could have won two or three now, you know, uh, with the amount of chances they had. I hope, hopefully heading in practice is going to be a big uh, a big thing this week for Everton. Uh-oh, we're going to have a bit of rivalry in the chat. We got Kyle and Waddy. Only good thing about Liverpool losing <laughs> points since Everton's coming. So. <laughs> Kyle, Waddy, uh, let's get you two acquainted okay, with one yeah. another. Liverpool fan, meet the Everton fan in the yeah. chat. <laughs> yeah. Today, just today only, it's uh, better to be an Everton fan. Kyle said 12.30, kickoff, a bit too early. That's fair. It is an early kickoff. but Oh, true. Maybe some celebrations tonight. Yeah, true. You don't want to just ruin the whole day. Have a couple throughout the day, drink some water, and then tonight you can really you can really tear it up. Maybe he'll see Sean Dyche out of one of these bars. Yeah, he'll probably go kick it back with the boys. Dyche is like, you know what? I'm a normal guy. I'm just going to go into this pub and... Have 30 free beers on the owner. Poor him, man. He must walk into a bar after a win like that, and like everyone just wants to like rub his bald head for good luck. Yeah. And, and I know there's um, a few people who are bald who do not like their heads touched. So we'll see, we'll see what type he <laughs> He pegs me as the kind of guy who like embraces it. He just doesn't give up. He's like, yeah. I mean, it. he was standing out there. Typical, uh, typical Dice fashion, just standing out there in probably what's cold weather and a suit. I don't know how cold it is there, but... <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'll have none of the cold weather bullshit from English fans today. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. By the way, it's negative two degrees here in Boston right now. The so. house is finally just heating up. Yeah, the house, it's warmer in here. Again, I think that's because we're here with our body heat. Rip it. Mm. Dude, they just, you haven't, you haven't come close. None of the, ooh. Bro, that's just not a volley that we need Kate that on end of. He's pissing me off these days. I can't even stand to fucking watch him. Bossage gets stuck in on some of these challenges, and it makes me a little nervous because I feel like one time he's going to come in high, and I mean you got to love I'm it. Going to see red. This is better from Liverpool Ooh. right away. Oh. Get in the oh. my fucking god! I see some. Kato, lift the ball, man. <laughs> I see some Liverpool arms in the air. Though is this maybe going to go to VAR? Did we think this maybe crossed come the line? On. We need one. We need a VAR. We oh. need a lift. The boys are coming out, coming out of the half hot. Wadi does not like his bald head touch. I hate my bald head. See, people don't, there's people that don't like, I mean, I don't think it's even a bald thing, though. I think, like, there's yeah. people that don't like their heads touched someone, at all. If someone, like, it depends how it is. If they come at my head a little too aggressive, I'm just like, bro, what 
Yeah. Like, yeah. And at what point is it a normal, like, are you, you're not acutely someone who hates having their head. Like if I just touched it right now, you wouldn't freak out. But if no, it's like you get no. your hair rustled or if someone like I played, this is going to be hard for you to believe. I played one year of organized football in middle school. Worst fall of my life. Like soccer football. No, no, no. Like, like tackle helmets. You did. Or you for just one like season above everyone. No, not then. Right. Not well. You're still not, taller, but that one. No, I was probably a slightly above average height. Um, at the time, but I remember having a helmet on, and if like during warmups, people would like smack your helmet or something, and I I fucking hated that. I hated when people did that. Granted, there was a lot. You weren't of the guy on the to, sideline just headbutting his teammate pre-match. No, no, I. Uh, you see those videos of the football players like smashing their own helmet on their head? Oh yeah, because they're like, like jacked bro, up or something. Yeah, it's like, dude, like what did you do before? You're game? like, so that was probably two less years of life you have now just by doing that. <laughs> two lines of cocaine, too yeah. many in the locker room. A hundred percent smelling salts, whatever it might be. Yeah, I mean, I, I hated football so much. I hated American football so much that, like, we had a rule. It was a sports study hall after school, and all the athletes had to go. And it, and it basically made sure, like, despite playing a sport, we give you a designated hour to get all your shit done or get as much done as you can. Yeah. And if you didn't show up to sports study hall without a note, you couldn't go to practice that day. And the amount of times I was like, I just don't fucking want to go to practice. And I would I would go stay after with a teacher. I would do homework, but I wouldn't give anybody a note. Yeah. And even though they knew that I was, like, I was trustworthy. I wasn't like blowing off sports study all and going out and like doing drugs and drinking on school. Yeah. Like I was I, with a teacher making sure I didn't fail math, but I was like, fuck this man. I'm just going to get sent home today. And like, I'll just, <laughs> I'll just cut my losses. I don't feel like it. Modified football. I mean, we had like 75 kids on the team. So it was like, there was no cuts. It was not literally 75, no, but, but still just like, it was like track and field in a way. You know? not, yeah. There's just like a mobs of people. There's like 11 or 12 actually really good athletes on the team. And then a bunch of like kind of fringe people who were like, ah, oh, it's just cool to play a sport. And yeah, fair. Come on, Salah. Turn him inside and out. So like we, no handball on that. Yeah, I don't know. We missed. I didn't even see the VAR. Yeah, I didn't pop see up, a replay of any kind. There, I would have loved to get another. Some energy. That. I, I should bring my liver. I was going to wear my Liverpool kit today, but our house is too cold to wear just a t-shirt. So. Yeah. Yeah, get yourself a nice quarter zip. This is, you know, this is pretty nice. This was a Christmas gift, though. I'm, I love this. Between Decore, Onana, and McNeil. Can't choose between them. I feel like Onana was really good at, like... I mean, he's been really good for... I was going to say Decore. Yeah. I think Decore... He missed that chance, though. He missed a bad this, header chance, for obviously sure. Obviously, that doesn't hold, to define his performance. I think, and see if you agree with me, I think when you play a team like Arsenal, it's so imperative you have a bully in the midfield. Mm-hmm. Even if he's not, like, crazy skilled or, like, going to provide a belter of Just a goal. a disruptor. Someone who's not going to get bullied by Arsenal. Someone who's going to go in with some tough challenges and be sort of a... Agreed. An asshole for a few, you know, for a few minutes is something that can really, I think teams will see this result that Everton got against Arsenal today and think, you know, that Arsenal are terrifying to play against. Don't get me wrong. And they've had some really, really good results. Other than Everton, they've passed every litmus test that's been put in front of them. But yeah. do you get a few guys out there who aren't going to get bullied and aren't willing to just, you know, they, they are gettable. Good half, though, Connor. Good start to the half. Why is Keita always the one on the end of our, like, scoring opportunities? Yeah. Like, what? You're done with him, huh? I've I don't recall a player him, that you've that you've hated on enough. I'm not hated, but... He scored, like, two worldly volleys two seasons ago, and everyone was on him. He's making a living off that still. Riding him until they die, and I'm like, guys, you don't... Do you think? Minamino. I would rather have Minamino in the team right now than him. And they don't play the same position. Keita plays deeper, but he manages to get so high up in midfield. But, like, look, he's literally 
in the key he was position. Off. He's oh, that was good distribution. Mo. That was good to find Mo. I mean, but flag stay like down. He's just a little too slow in the eighteen yard box with the ball at his feet. He like takes a second too long with his decisions. Dude, was Mo on here? Uh, that's tight. I would have been tight, but he, dude, you got to put that away. It's got to be put away. Yeah, that's tough, bro. Oh, Connor. I think he got a piece. Connor, we're talking Lamita about Mo here. Piece. That's a touch. No? Many other wingers. Yeah, but that's this yeah, is a guy is not in Damn, great his form. Beard's getting thick. Yeah, for real. That's it's got some bush at the bottom of it, and his hair on the top is really long too. Mosalah always been kind of like a fucking haircut guy, though. You know, like his hair up top is always kind of done its own thing. I yeah. like it. Yeah, he's got a good look. I mean, he, he's fucking hitting. Up. He's on the cover of all his GQ magazines and stuff. Yeah, he is like he's he's more into fashion and like. I think modeling a bit than people understand. Yeah. Kyle crediting um, Everton's press and cutting out the pass from defense oh, to midfield. No doubt. As being to the, one of the main factors that threw Arsenal off their game. I think that's big. Like the minute you disrupt the flow of Arsenal, especially through midfield, like you can frustrate them. Yeah. You could, they, and they are such a reflection of Arteta. It's insane. Arsenal has always been a headsy team, and I think when you start making them question, they still don't have that resolve that a lot of other championships teams do. Mm. And, I mean, it's not, it's not even, like, that much of a knock against them. It's just that they're a young team, and they have young players. So that's just kind of how it works for them. Yeah. Yeah. I Still, most people's title favorites, I think that's, you know, if you had a bet on Arsenal winning this season, you're still feeling pretty decent about it. Plus the return on the bet. Like, if you bet a team to finish first and they finish second, you still get some sort of... I know you're not a huge gambler, but... Yeah, true. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. But we still got 2-0 to the Wolves. Ooh! One of these has got to go in. One of these has got to be fucking hope. become you know a goal. Games I've sat through where we just can't find the back of the net, though? You've probably been saying that a lot. Oh, oh man. Had the shape on it. A pissed off liver. I think Klopp shooed them the fuck out in this half. He's yeah. probably not the first. Ooh, probably not the first time he's done that. But Wolves is coming in hot. Oh to boy, a lot of, oh. that's good. See, this is the energy. This is the like urgency. The game Please play with this. St- still not like obviously there in the final. Still, a, you still have a mountain to climb now to get a result. Oh, Robertson's got a ton him. of room on the left side. There. These late challenges are starting to piss me off. Though Wolves are getting away with too many of them. Yeah, ref's got to take control a little bit here. That's it. Settle down. Settle down. Wadi, I don't know if you're still with us, but let me know what you're thinking of the start to the second half. Are you happy? I mean, I would hope, but. You got, I mean, you got to be more happy What do you think is going to be the this? key? Or who do you think is the player um, if, if there's going to be someone to hit the back of the net? Right now, I think, oddly enough, it's, it's Nunez. I could see Darwin getting one, and they all just quickly get the ball and run back to me. Like, this is not going to be a celebratory Liverpool goal. It's going to be a, okay, we've now set the tone for the rest of the game. Nunez will let out, like, some sort of battle cry and then fucking be back to it. But I don't know if Wadi's still with us. Get a good look at Man United legend Ruben Neves there. Yeah. Probably one of their best all-time players when you think about it. (laughs) I feel like he might finally go. That, to me... Like, look, I think Arsenal had the best January window of any team, I would say. Really? I do. Yeah, who, who had a better one? Just because it's simple, no pressure. They brought in two guys in Trossard and Jorginho who have immense Premier League experience will yeah. come in and were open and accepting of their role as supporters. You know, you got two guys who 
will say, hell yeah, I'm on a title charge team right now. I'll do exactly anything I can do to help. That's what I'm here to do. I'll so. clean the boots if necessary. Jorginho is a hot button topic in the world of football, but I will not hear anybody say he's just flat out yeah. not a good footballer. If, I won't if, take that by anyone. But if Arsenal are playing their best, like he's only going to benefit them. Trossard's good. You know, yeah. I, my brother was saying big Arsenal fan. He was like, I, it does make me nervous. We're getting sort of an attitude in the locker room but again i don't, I don't that's an issue i don't think they'd bring in anybody who they felt would truly be a disruptor and if Trossard at any point was like i need to be playing more jocko would kill him like oh yeah the guys in, in this arsenal team who've been through Cross the shit now him into a locker big dude will literally kill you if you say that yeah. again like i don't want to hear but i thought they had the best window spent the best money it's just i also think imagine if they got mudrick for like 60 mil before bully <sighs> ran up the price that would have been incredible but yeah I mean, Trossard's proven in the Prem, and I think he's only that attitude player when, like, he's just not happy. And I think he has no, yeah. he has no right to be, no matter the circumstance, he has no right to be unhappy at Arsenal. So, I, th- I think he'll he'll be fine. And what's yeah. he gonna do? Say shit to Arteta? Arteta's just gonna like fucking bark at him and sit his just, ass down. You know, Brighton are Brighton are high up in the table in terms of where. You know, the level of skill they have in town, they're always overachieving. But I think even Trossard would look at the situation like I would be way out of line if I was like, Mikel, I need a meeting with you on Monday. <laughs> but, yeah, he would be. but he came on today in the second half and he was really active. He was producing a lot. So I think he's, he's fully he where things were headed into January and where he ended up. He's like, fuck, I got, you know. Another, this worked out pretty damn well for me, I'd say. Another player that's just absolutely tormented Liverpool at times, but yeah. So don't love to see him at Arsenal. Yeah, you wake up Let's in a cold sweat on. seeing Sully March. I'm sure. Yeah, and it was Trossard before that, and now mm. it's Matoma. I mean, fuck. Why does Why does Brighton have to do that to us? Um, I think this summer Matoma, there's going to be a, a battle between Liverpool and Arsenal to sign Matoma. I'm That's hoping my that since uh, far down I'm, shout. I'm hoping that since Arsenal signed Trossard, yeah, he won't be. They also might sign Casado, which is crazy. Yeah, that's a good point. That we had, we've not heard the last of the Casado to Arsenal. He would be a pretty good pickup for them too. Well, it's fizzed out a little bit here, Connor. I think the, there was a really noisy first ten minutes coming out of the half, but. Wolves have yeah. seemed to settle a bit. Wolves make two changes, too. Um, Sarabia comes off, and Moutinho comes in, I believe. And mm. I did not see the second change. I don't know. There's something about when players have, like, bedhead. Like, Matip looks like he has bedhead right now. There's something about that where it's, like... It it's, makes him look more disheveled. It's match day, man. Like, just yeah. wake up and, like, take yeah. a shower. Get a like, fucking haircut, brother. Yeah, don't tell me like there's no barbers to be found. That's a good ball. Gakpo fighting off some contact. Oh man! Come on, man. Mo wanted that goal on his 300 appearance. Yeah, no, I totally get it. It's different if you're like Craig Dawson, where that's kind of like your look. But yeah, yeah, he's also been probably like all you gotta do is get a lineup, Matt. Tip. You don't need to get the whole nine yards. Just have somebody line up the sides in the like back. Wash and, it so it's all like even yeah, at least in right. the moment or something. But plus, with how I must just be frustrated. If I'm criticizing their fucking hair. Bedhead. Nothing's going right this season. Yeah, <laughs> I get it though. We gotta, we gotta test the keeper. That's it. If I can get a haircut every two weeks and usually have a good fade, Joel Matip, please, my man. You have no. Yeah, you can tell he's just a guy that doesn't care about. I get my haircut every four days if I played professional football. I'm actually not exaggerating you. Yeah, I would find a barber. I love. I would just keep my barber. 
uh-huh. and I'd bring him wherever I went and just Fly be like, yeah, out. yeah. Like every three days I'm going to get like a $500 haircut. So, Oh, look at, look at who decided to join the chat. Just one fucking United fan 98. Who's that? I wonder who that could be. Who? Oh, do we have who a do new? I know that just turned 25 do and was we, born in 98. Do we have a United fan in the chat? Let me check scores. Maybe he's checking in because you know, still one nothing United unless I didn't refresh it. Yeah, fewer fewer good results this weekend. Rashford with another goal. Oh, I can't wait to hear. Did him he score talk again? That. Rashford two 0 here entering the Instagram post, pointing like this. Yeah, I'm just gonna wake up in the morning in the mirror and just fucking do this. We're in the gonna mirror. see it on Andrew's oh, story. It's a Luke Shaw assist, the most average of all players to ever exist. Let it be known on the car right here. I did say Luke Shaw was my left back of the season so far, but I did agree that it was sort of a boring pick. You like to have someone a bit more. Actually, fuck it. I'm saying Perisic. Perisic is the best left back. On the topic of wingbacks, could be a good wingback year next year for Tottenham. I've already probably ruined it by saying something because I am the kiss of death when it comes to player success in new settings. But Poro comes in. I'll get a good look at him. And then Destiny Udogi. You heard about that guy? Udogi? Destiny Udogi is his name. He's a left back for... It does sound good. Um, he's the left back for Udinese. We signed him a season ago and then like loaned him out for the whole, like we bought him and then said, okay, to get another year in, uh, in Syria. But he comes pretty highly touted. I got to say one of those young players that I think they were sort of forced to fork over, unfortunately, because of the financial qualms in that league. Won't be bad. I, I hope that the summer comes back to fucking somewhat copacetic football business and not just this outrageous nonsense that's been spewed. You think Conte is going to be with Tottenham next season? No, I don't I think he'll leave after this. You season. know who would be a really good pickup? They're they're talking to uh, Graham Potter. No, I don't think you should bring him in if he fails at Chelsea. But um, Marco Silva, the Fulham manager. Um, Marco Silva would like, be a good look shout. At, look at the brand, the balance of football that he played. I was like, thinking Deserby, perfect for Tottenham. I was thinking Deserby too. too. Yeah. Might be a little too attacking minded though. I I can already and I can already hear everyone going. Oh, it's like a step. Like oh, Tottenham, it's a step down because their last two managers were Mourinho and Conte. I'll say this again: What hardware do I have? What silverware do I have to prove that bringing in a, a world class Rushmore manager automatically gets it done? And I'll say too: Tottenham's not a place where it's easy to succeed. You know, like mm-hmm. it, it it is easier for a coach to go to City and get it. I'm not saying it's easy; it's easier. So, in terms of like the, oh, it's a step down, fuck that. No, it would absolutely not be a step down. I think it wouldn't take a lot of footballing knowledge to even know that. But, yeah, man, Deserby and Silva have both massively risen their stock. Thomas Frank as well. But he'd be, he'd be, he just signed an extension with Brentford, so it'd be harder to get him to go. But, yeah, I mean, there is an abundance of good coaches in the Prem, I think, right now, truly. Yeah. And there's still te- coaches on the market. I know it doesn't seem like it's like that crazy, but they're... There's like a handful, like probably five that could be, oh, come on, Darwin. This has to be Darwin. He loves striking those volleys at full power. Yeah. It's a good, you know, I don't, that will again, like, dude, after the, whatever happens in this game, that'll be one of those times. It's like, oh, Nunez just can't score in the prem. Like, he's having a tough time. And it's not a bad shot. It's a good save. Like, yeah. Things are just aren't really falling I mean, for him this season. You would hope that he could like place that, maybe take a little bit off and just. Like, oh, do you disagree bit, with me? Bit. Should no, that be a goal? I, I think. 
I think I would just like to see him. I think that's a good hit, especially for a player that's struggling to find the back of the net at times. Um, but like a true striker that is a finished product, you're going to see him probably take something off that and just kind of loop it over, mm. you know, the striker and just have a bit more composure as opposed to just blast it. But it's going to take time. Like he's young, he's adapting. I don't know. I'm willing to. I just, when I look at him as an opposing team fan, yeah, he's left something to be desired, but I don't think it's been like a nightmare season for Darwin. You know, I don't think it's been, it's see like now that I've seen like team, remember when Timo Werner was at Chelsea and he would take corners and would like literally miss the ball hitting a corner. He'd kick the corner flag. Yeah. That's a mental thing. That is unequivocally, and I literally have the yips right now. I don't know how to make solid contact with a ball. I might go play 100 Prem games without scoring a goal. Darwin Nunez does not have that problem. He's still aggressive. He still yeah. picks out good. He still wants to score, and he's still like, I give me the ball. He's still hungry, which is why I think he will turn it around absolutely next season. But I think we, he could have a strong finish to this one. You know, we could see the season ending just as he's kind of getting going, but... I don't know. It's it's not a physical thing with him. It's not even a mental thing with him. He just needs to a cu- one of ball needs to go, and I think it'll just avalanche. Like he'll yeah. get a goal, and then he'll get a couple more. I and mean, he's already scored goals this season too. Like he has a hat trick already. I mean, that was in against. I think that was against City in the Community Shield. I want to say, but yeah. Also, another new chatter. Twenty one Pauly joining us from Portugal. We got a Portuguese chatter. Um, welcome, welcome. I thought he might be a Wolves fan because they're obviously. For obvious reasons. Most Portuguese team ever to exist in England, but he's mm-hmm. actually a Brentford supporter. Cool. He or she. Um, I was just saying, I would love to... Uh, Is Brentford playing right now? Are they... I feel like they... Brentford are playing right now. So, yeah, so I think they're, they're they're beating Southampton 2-0. Oh, yeah. Brentford are flying yeah. right now. That's good. good yeah. Them. They're in a cool g- lining up a fucking set piece right now. Trent probably oh, blasted in the wall. God. <laughs> I mean, we talk about Darwin being a guy devout of... I think Trent, too, is just like, oh, man. I think he's just searching for himself. And it's like, it sucks that it's like, it's not even club football that he has to deal with. Like, he has so much shit stirring, like, in the English team. Yeah. Like, it's just so much. Like, he, it probably feels like to him he can't... He can do no right. Like, that's that's what it makes... It might make him feel, you know? And, like, he's been openly asked about all the negativity that has been directed his way. We also um, forget he's like what twenty two, twenty one. He's twenty four. Oh, he's twenty four. Yeah, well, still, still, but like still. Jack Grealish won like Young Player of the Season at twenty four, or was nominated. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but all those like now it's like the next gen of young players, like the Hollands and Bappes. Like, who else are like young rising stars that it's like kind of looking to next? Remember when they signed Darwin and Trent tweeted out like, "Welcome Darwin, how may I assist you?" And yeah, everyone was like, oh, "The Premier League's that. over." Little do we know, just five short months later, he just—I don't know—I'm not like not, I'm not knocking Trent because I think he's absolutely generational. As I said before, one of the best young talents we've ever seen in an English kit. Well, an English player. Yeah, but this is just the way Liverpool are playing right now. His game is not. Like he's he's looking to just whip in crosses. I think like right away as soon as he gets the ball, he picks his head up and he's like, "I'm putting this one in." But even this game, I've not seen any red jerseys in the box even remotely mm-hmm. close to being on the end of it. So and it's just like those. It's it is literally the season of two seasons ago, or when we were lacking center backs and we would just hopelessly whip balls into the box and like no direction. You're just like, 
Cross the ball in, cross the ball in. Jeez, the United game's kicking off right now. Fred just slapped a player. Casemiro about to get a red. Didn't didn't Casemiro, Casemiro just, just got a red? Didn't, Jesus. Didn't he just get sent off like two matches? We're ago? watching the wrong game, man. Oh, Liverpool. That's 3 0. Jesus. Ay, 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 man. Wolves 3, Liverpool 0. Jeez, man. Yeah, red card Casemiro. I mean, it's the 70th minute for the United game. I think United should see this one out, but the red card does make it more interesting. God, Connor. Let's see where this went wrong. Giving the ball away in the midfield. Two players giving the ball away in the midfield. One ball. Bravo's caught too high. And there's an assist for Triore, too. Hendo. Look at, there's, no, Thiago, there's nobody. Thiago's, there's nobody. Tiago unable to mark this. Look this, at how far he drifted. Dude, this looks like Tottenham defending. I'm not actually kidding you. Like, when we get opened up, it's like we get opened up. And that's what it looks like Liverpool, right? Jeez, they're fucking kidding me, man. <laughs> no straight right. Yeah, wow. Dude, what a weekend of games. It feels like there was some type of break. You know, think, like yeah. we're back from a... I don't think anyone predicted that scoreline. So it was still 3-2 Leicester over Villa. Still 2-0 Brentford over Southampton. Brighton and Bournemouth are tied. United oh, now I up hate two. the Premier League website. I feel like that should take forever to update. Oh, it sucks. Yeah, it does suck. Let's see, I wonder if Paulie uh, is upset if Brentford conceded. but Or he's just mad about the Casemiro red. Brentford. Well, he said no. I don't know if he's watching that match. Do you think Southampton bagged? I don't see that on here. JWP. I'll check. I'll check the. I'll check a second source. And by that you mean literally any other source besides the website. I use FAMOB. Nope. Looks like it's still too well. Wow. God. Oh, Paulie's whole family loves wolves. Well, they're having a fucking Jeez, game. Yeah, they're having. They're literally tearing Liverpool to shreds. The game of their life. At home. Oh, Con. This is tough. At least the chat's popping off. Oops. Yeah, I'm trying to keep up with it. Sorry if I'm not seeing no. all your messages in the well, chat. You're good. But we are. We have a live watch today. Doing what we can. I this mean, is I'll a do podcast. anything to fucking take my eyes <laughs> off of this. I was going to say, we can flip to the United game if you want. If you're done watching this. Have we ever yeah. done that in a live watch? No, I don't think so. Flipped right over. You want to do that? Sure. I'll see what's going on. We're going to put on. I have no idea how to use this thing. But What do we want to put on? What else is on is on Peacock right now? Uh... Oh, I rewound it. We're off to a good start here with me yeah, handing Tristan's the remote, folks. Maybe watch the fucking goals over. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Uh, should be right here. I can tell you. Yeah, you. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's folks, we're jumping over to United Palace. Connor's just had enough. Three nil Wolves over yeah, Liverpool. Man, I can't watch this anymore. It's if Peacock lets us watch it. Here we go. I we're sent rolling. Cam Ritter, former uh, guest of the podcast, friend of the podcast. Um. I sent him a picture of Matoma celebrating when he scored the winner, and he, like, didn't answer for 24 hours. And he texted me 24 hours later. He was like, I actually wasn't, like, capable of answering you back then. Yeah. Like, I didn't even want to. I was like, I get it. Weird one for United. I mean, it does suck to see. It's Casemiro see straight red. Chris Richard, man, he's going to be a player to watch in the USA national team. Should have got selected for the World Cup, in my opinion. But yeah. he just started playing regularly for. I don't uh, know a whole lot about him. I can't believe I'm fucking willingly watching United play while there's a Liverpool game on. 
Antonia's neck tattoos. Um, I saw the funniest fucking tweet on Friday. It was like someone said, uh, I think it was a Chelsea fan account. They were like, it looks like Mudrick went into a tattoo parlor and just said, give me some tattoos. <laughs> like he wasn't specific about what he wanted. He was like, just give me whatever. On Dude, my- he showed up yesterday. I, I don't know if it's like a Chelsea. T- I swear I've never seen the blue flowers that he had on his neck until yesterday. He, he really is a normal looking person with just maybe the worst haircut and the worst set of tattoos I've seen. Like maybe on a pro athlete. Yeah, he's, it kind, is. he's kind of a stud. Like he'd fit right in, in England, like with his look, but then, he just needs to fill out whatever he's got going on. He decided to give a buzz cut to just the front middle of his head. And as long, like, I don't, I'm yeah. like, what is I think that, that's, man? That's probably just his barber fucking up his hair, to be honest. Not knowing. Inexcusable, man, to have a bad barber at this level. Inex- Ooh, what a save. Is that gay? Wow, what a save by Dehaya. That was a fucking powerhouse. By young David. That came off. Oh, our stream just dropped. Oh, did it? Wow. What do we do with the stream? Uh, Let me hit stop. I'm going to stop and start again. I should still be talking, right? Because it's still the pod. Yeah. Oh, my God. Look at this goal. Oh, my God. Dude, that goal was insane. Hey, Andrew, two to one. All of a sudden, that Casemiro red's looking a little bit more dangerous. One, a Casemiro straight red is bad because now he'll be out for some time, and he is absolutely a player you can't afford to not have. But this back heel goal was phenomenal from Palace. Schlup daddy. What a finish. Wow. And they're right back in. Two to one. 15 to 20 minutes here to, to get a point out of this. We flip to the right game at the right time, Connor. Yeah. As soon as we flip over now, United have conceded. The stream did drop. People on Twitch are like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> they're like, they finally froze. Everything just finally froze in Massachusetts, so nothing's working anymore. Two to one United. They're on the counter here. Are we back? Are we good? Mm. I did notice Andrew's laptop was here, but Andrew's not. It's weird. It's a weird phenomenon. Oh, man. Every United fan is just scooching forward in their chair a little bit. This just became a long, a long end of the game. What a weekend of games here. We have the league leader being toppled. We have potentially one of the signings of the season for United getting a straight red today, meaning he will also be out for extended time in the Prem. Are we back? Let me refresh this pop. Yep, there we go. Thanks, Connor. Good work down there. Is there All right, I think we're back. Stream dropped, but we're back. Um, For this... For, ooh, oh man, that was Damn, why does the camera quality look so much fucking better on this game? Dude, that was it that was should have been a tie game. What a Let's ball. Let's go in. Palace! Yo, Palace want this right now. Palace are not gonna go down without a fight. This is like the tenth time I've said this, but like Casemiro Red, like he's gonna United will be without him now for He's turning into the Jaka of Arsenal. 
where he just like, well, that was when Jocko was in form. And we knew. Andrews would be like, bro, you can't compare those, compare those two players. But I can if he gets sent off every other night. <laughs> From a red card standpoint, yeah, I guess you kind of could. But, yeah, that was, that was what a, what a back foot finish by Schlupp, too. Good little touch on that. I saw that as one that was going to come back as, like, called off sides. Yeah, because it looked like there was kind of a pause. Don't blow the whistle. Get up, Nacho. None of that. Let's go. That's right. Now they're defending yeah. with nine. Yeah, seriously. This. Oh, that's a jersey pull. That's a yellow. He just missed. Are oh, they Lise, giving, do giving, it to him again, him bro. <gasps> oh. Did they give him advantage on that? Yeah. So they won't call it back. Vieira doesn't look happy about that. I think he would have preferred the, the set piece. I think the stream dropped again, man. Oh, no. What is going on? This has become more of a podcast than than a Twitch stream. Yeah, we'll have to clip out some par- portions, yeah. but... That's okay. Let me get my phone. Yeah, get the phone. Just entering the 80th minute of the United game. They've made their lives a lot more difficult. Ooh, Sabitzer debut imminent. It looks like Marcel Sabitzer is getting ready to come on for United here. All eyes on him. This was a guy I was... Maybe of all the January signings, uh, aside from Enzo, he was someone I'm most eager to see in the Prem now. I'm most eager to yeah, see this new side. Yeah, you've always been on the Sabitzer wave. I, I did. I, I just don't know of him, so I think that's what I fall victim to, but I am curious to see what he's going to do. Cause I fucking I mean, hated when he went to Bayern. Right? Like, oh, I, yeah. I, I hated Ooh, Is it? Wow. Oh! Oh, my God. This is... Wow, that was horrible. <laughs> oh, right at the top. Yeah. <gasps> the ball in. Oh, my God. Oh, it's still there. Dude, Palace want this. A few really good drives forward here. Yeah, yeah. It was deeply disappointing, the Sibitzer move to Bayern for me. And that's because it came at a time where Bayern was just grabbing every good Bundesliga player. That every It seemed like the final destination for everyone in the Bundesliga who was high level was, oh, I need to end up at Bayern. That'll be the test that I've made it. And that league, I mean, we, we call a lot of leagues farmers leagues, most specifically like France and Italy, but... Germany had the worst case of Farmers League, I think, that we'd seen in a long while with how much better Bayern were. So, And it seems like that's starting to sway a little bit, but Sabitzer leads from Leipzig, who's like such a cult player there, and I'm like, dude, why do you have to go to the like the most evil? There were so many teams that wanted him. There were so many clubs that were trying to... Spurs, one of them, but it's not even like... like I would have liked to see him at Spurs, but it's not even that he didn't go to Spurs. It's just, dude, don't go to Bayern. Don't go to Bayern. Yeah. Do something different. Is like such a vi- leave Bundesliga and go back to Bayern when it's more even or something. Like, as, don't as much as it's hard to hate them, like, because of how they operate and function, like, they are kind of the villain of Germany just because they take every they take everybody. It's it sucks. like the whole Bundesliga is literally just a market for it, Bayern Munich. I think it, where, where players are like, oh, I can go there and get a trophy and I can sort of add to my legacy, I'll play on a good team, and that's absolutely true. But that's to me, I'm like, get, get the get the players in the in Bundesliga more banding together in like a silent unity. Like, yo, we're not all going to go to, we're not all going to go to Bayern and, and continue making Bundesliga a farmer's league. Like let's stay at the clubs we're at yeah. or let's go out of, out of Bundesliga or go to another team. Like, I, I don't know. Going, going to, going to Bayern is like the weakest move for me just because I, unless you're Sadio, it's no, yeah. Unless Except you're Sadio, there's just no risk to it. There's no, 
there's no downfall. You get to play with a good coach and with good players, but past that, like, I don't know. For me personally, it'd be a lot more meaningful to add to your legacy somewhere else than just going on the, the Byron cruise ship and just enjoying your steady march to the to the final and to the trophy every season. But let's see here. I mean, United are looking to hold on to this three points. It'd be pretty impressive. They dug themselves a deep hole, but man, Crystal want Crystal want a point out of this for sure. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of I mean game left, luckily. About eight minutes and we can just <clears throat> Keep the podcast up to yeah. up to par. The, the pod will keep rolling. The camera I stopped recording, too, so we don't even have to look pretty for that. Not that I typically do on a Saturday morning. but You uh, look pretty good, dude. Thanks, dude. You're having a good hair day, I think. Yeah. It's kind of nice You've been a man of many hairstyles, though. I've I feel like your hair has changed a lot over the years. Yeah. So I, I used to keep it a lot, lot shorter, but... Yeah. I You've definitely let it rage. I let it rage through... you got uh, a girlfriend now, so you yeah. can kind of let everything go. Yeah, I, it's so like I just like let it ride when I I'm like yeah I need a haircut and then I push yeah, it off fuck like, it <laughs> push it off like two more weeks yeah. and I'm like yeah I'll get one when I and do. see I don't I mean I don't like going more than two weeks without getting a haircut at three weeks I'm starting to like I just hate it which yeah. is why again to go back to the conversation of when people when Premier League players hair looks like shit I'm like. Ugh kudos to you for not being maybe as shallow as me or being like, like, I don't give a fuck how I look. I'm in the premier league. Like I, I respect that too, but man, oh man, it just makes me feel, but like when I would for volleyball, any sport I've ever played, having a fresh haircut going into that is just so I have to, There's a confidence. to doubly be that for soccer. Yeah. When you played a LaSalle, oh, yeah. yeah, people were always getting fades well, that's out like, there. That's how it always started. Like the season starts, like you get a haircut for team photos, media day. And then like you play your opening match and like, you feel like you're in the peak of peak form on all fronts of your life. Yeah. Best fitness, playing the best footy, and then, like, the season hits. Sometimes it slaps you in the face, whatever it might be, but um, that's just kind of how it goes. I can't hear shit right now, but I did read an article about how in The Athletic that they are considering moving Lindelof up the pitch. When he was at, I believe it was at Benfica? One of the last clubs he was at. I don't know much about him outside of United. He he played in a holding midfield position, and Ten Hag was mentioning that they might be able to get something out of him in that position. So, be see interesting, it. especially in like late stage matches like this, where you probably coming on to, to defend more than yeah. than play in a holding role. But still, there's a bit there. Damn, he's smaller than I thought. Like he's kind of got him right there. Right? He's built, but I thought he was taller. He definitely looks pretty tall. He has maybe one of the best Champions League goals ever scored. Yeah, that it's a volley, right? From like the it right was like a area, yeah, or like bouncing. It bouncing. curled from like ten feet outside of the pole back in. Yeah, like it's like a it's like the Pavard goal from the yeah. World Cup, France you, World Cup. Road. We we throw around the term like that was unstoppable. That was a shot the goalie didn't, but that was tr- like by definition an unstoppable shot. Yeah, agreed. Even if he's like at that far post, it's like still not an easy thing to. Damn, it's 4-2 in the Leicester match. It's 4-2 now? Okay, so that, that Sutar own goal didn't really matter much. That's good. That makes me feel better. Still 3-0 Wool. I mean, I don't know. It could be. I'm looking at the Premier League website, which sucks. But yeah, Brentford's up 3-0 now. Too. Oh, yeah. 3-0. I don't think 21 Pauly is with us any longer. But No, he's with his family getting drunk. Yeah. Oh! Celebrating that Wolves win. I mean, what a day for him. He can celebrate with his fam and everything yeah. is all good in the world. Everything's coming up gravy for him. That's a foul. It's also good to know that a like family and Ooh. What's up, Luke? Just gonna fucking push him in the back like that? That's a shove from behind. 
Imagine he gets a straight red for that. He tried to do it to him, too. It's Elise, baby. Elise? I fucking love Elise. What, what on earth could he be fucking complaining about? Luke Shaw was just about to get toyed. He was clinging to his jersey. McGuire and Lindelof coming on in what can only be called the two most offensive substitutions possible, right? <laughs> you can tell Ten Hag is going for that third goal here, bringing yeah, on Lindelof seriously. and McGuire. So Garnacho must have started. Right? Yeah. Yeah, he probably was. He's coming off now unless he's not done what he was supposed to. Oh, there he is, Slab. I just cannot take him seriously. You saw all the Inter rumors, right? Inter yeah. were Inter were making a late bid, but but Maguire himself was like, No, I'm gonna stay here till the end of the season and he's definitely figure my uh, shit out. He's definitely leaving in the summer. You though. think though? Yeah. I don't you think, think Maguire has had like I think Ten Hag I don't think Ten Hag will ever fully trust him. And I think You're probably right, but I'm also wondering if Maguire like also, I mean, he likes Man- Oh no way. Oh. Dude, that's like are not four chances right now. that Palace have had though. At this point you do got to say one of those needs to go. This was this was a free goal. There's no one within 5 feet of Mateta here. Well, slight contest, but it was Fred. Yeah. Oh jeez, now I got Jalen poking fun. Yeah, Connor, welcome to hell, man. <laughs> welcome to hell. What did you pick? What did you pick for the Wolves score? One 0 Liverpool, I think. I think I figured it'd be a low score. Look, I think I took all I need is to beat Madrid in Champions League. That's all I need. Uh, I, I will gladly. To hang be honest, my Connor, hat. that's like about all you have left. So yeah, yeah, I will gladly hang my hat on that for the season. Garnacho just got sitting on the stairs, chewing his fingers off. He is nervous as any. Man, this will be a little bit disappointing for Palace if they. Don't get a point out of this. They've done a lot of good work. Five or six or seven minutes probably left in this match. Though. I don't know how much stoppages they'll get. I mean, if there was a red card, you got to imagine that. Yeah. There was quite oh, a and there was heavy like a, stoppage. Yeah. Yeah, they were saying, Andrew was saying Fred gives someone a smack, too. So there's probably some chippiness about why, this game. Why would Fred think he has a fucking... He's like literally the clowniest player. <laughs> well, that's sort of a stretch, Connor. Yeah, no. In the United team, maybe. Wow. Yeah. Jalen's right. John Henry really has no shame. Jalen, why don't you talk to your fucking boss? <laughs> Tell him to shell out some cash. By proxy, it's it's Jalen's and boss too. I'm totally uh totally fine if you just are like, hey hey John, the Fenway uh maintenance guys need a raise, and you got to buy some fucking Liverpool players. Yeah, please. Yeah, I don't know. In a weird way, though, I still feel like the Champions League game will be like, it will not be a blowout. Maybe Madrid are favored right now based on form, but I, I, I wouldn't be that shocked if Liverpool won. I'm actually not kidding. Like I don't, this is a, this is a team that has been, they're just so familiar with the Champions League knockout stages that it's like, this is their third or fourth good run into it. Yeah. Maybe even longer than that because the court, like Loris Carius years, like that's what five or six years ago at this point, like you've yeah every season gotten into a five. few knockout rounds. Oh like, yeah. Atletico Except Madrid for, was the last time you crashed out, right? Yeah, that was that was two seasons. Was that the first round of knockouts or second? I think it was the round of 16. Yeah. I mean, again, though, Liverpool's a team that I'm not calling them like Champions League specialists, but I don't think you'll win Champions right. League, but I could see you going on a little, maybe a one or two knockout win run. Jalen is saying that. See, look at everyone when their teams are up against it or playing a team that you think they. Now Jalen's becoming a fence setter. Jalen's like, Real Madrid has a good chance of losing. Jalen, what? Sure, they've dropped a couple points in La Liga, but like they just had a comeback win in um, one of the cup competitions. Like, 
I'll put it this way. I think way. you're in a better place. People man. say people go, "Oh, Tottenham are never going to win anything." They're they're a club that bottles it. So I get to hold Madrid to an impossibly unfair standard on the other end. I can say they should ex- they should expect to win every tournament they play in because of the CV that's there, the players that are there. And it's like it's the, it's the UCL for Madrid. That's like streamlined. That's all that matters it for, for Liverpool, them. Really, it is for Liverpool too. But like Jalen has said that every time. He said that last year about the final. He's like, dude, nah, nah, nah. Liverpool are going to win. She said, dude, we have zero fullbacks. We refuse to buy Joao Cancelo. Yeah, I saw that that was... that. That's like, I love these, uh, like the January rumors that are starting that to pop out, out now. After the fact. Um, it, I saw Tottenham were in the final stages of signing Dolofeu, Gerard Dolofeu. No Remember the former Watford yeah, guy? Yeah. Picked up a knock like a week or two before things were going to get huh. finalized. But I guess those were in very final stages. But Cancelo was another one, right? Like Madrid was apparently very advanced and that's they were crazy. very involved in trying to... That would have been a good pick There was another player that I... I've never seen it before, like just where it's been explicitly during the window where it was like this player was supposed to go somewhere and I wish I remembered who it was because it kind of defeats the purpose of the story, but he failed his medical. That's, Did he? I feel like, I wonder if there's like some shade in there. Like if a club's like, oh yeah, he's all good to go. Like he's flying out for medical and then he gets to the club and fails his medical. Like I wonder if the team buying him or like, I'm what the fuck so, are you trying to pull over on? I'm curious what, what a failed, me- like a failed medical could be so many things too. It's like you mentioned, like, buying a dinged-up player. Oh, it turns out he has this little, like, thing in his ankle. But, dude, if he has a hangnail, that's part of the contract. You know, if if you are not buying a pristine... It's like a car, you know? It's like if you're not buying a... The most updated, nicest version of everything, then what's the point? You know, you don't don't pay all that money for it, but... Yeah. Seven minutes of stoppage in this game, too. So it must must have really gone down earlier when Casemiro got a red. There must have been a while that they were trying to figure their shit out. Yeah, Kyle Kern is back with us as well, and he said De La Feo used to get hurt a lot at Everton. I feel like, yeah, he's always an in Oh, my, player. he was an Everton guy. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that would have been one where I saw it, and I'm like, that's weird. So Alex is on, on the old iPhone. He just figured out how to use it. He went to the, like, iPhone class they teach at the hey, mall. Hey, Jim, I, you, you called me 10 days ago. Yeah. Starts fucking laughing. He's like, hey, Jim, look at this meme I just pulled up. <laughs> And it's like not it's it's him like the, sleeping in the stands. It's from a mid-week. meme from like 2004 <laughs> where it's like, uh, be like, and then it's, it's, it's like the most early 2000s internet humor. Leroy Fair um, failed a medical going to Everton because he had a history of knee injuries or something. I think, I think that's a part of the reason that Liverpool, I know all the lack of incoming players, there's all the criticism there, but I think that's part of the reason why we haven't offloaded Keita or Ox. We might have done it over the summer or even this January, but I don't think their medical record is clean enough for them to be sold unless it's yeah. under like perfect conditions. Right. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I wonder what conversations go. The medical on. is a weird thing. I think it's yeah. uh it's something that goes on. Like the medical is the last thing, you, the last update you get before the team announces the signing. Like yeah. just got to pass his medical because he's there. Like he's, he's there. The, the contract's already been figured out essentially because that would have got, gotten done beforehand. But you know you don't you don't do the medical and then jump into the numbers and everything. Yeah. But uh, it's something you don't even blink an eye at. Like I'm always like oh he's off to go to medical. Like medical that that means he's done deal. Yeah. But like things can take a turn in a rare instance. Four minutes, well, three and a half minutes into the seven. Uh, Palace have fizzled out here, too. Yeah. I think those must have been good subs from Ten Hag then. His subs were effective because it's pretty much, it's not been all United, but it's it's Palace was like knocking and getting tons of chances. Game was probably definitely getting stretched, too. So oh, This game is chippy, man. These two teams really are pissed at each other right now. 
Palace is fucking good, man. It sucks that Palace can be so good, but it just seems like they never string the results that they should no, be. You're right. Like you'll go look at the table and the tough be, team to play away, like 14th, and you're like, how this team should with the likes of like Brighton, Fulham, and all those teams that are up top half. You think that Palace could be one of them, but they just don't find long term form. Where's Zaha? He played today. You think? I don't know. Eze is. Looked like he was off the left. I would have seen him on the... Dude, there's so much ball kicking going on in the sidelines right now. Yep. Here you go, Lissandro. Take... Look at you. Oh, I thought he just rolled it the other Oof, way. They are going to... This is going to be a dry final few. Yeah, this is going to be tough. Let's look at the other scores. See if there's any changes. Suzar had her goal. Brighton 1-0 to Bournemouth. Ooh, Brighton. Who scored? Uh, Kaiseido? Matoma in the 87. Oh, my God. The guy is fucking stoppable right Dude, now. Matoma again is looks like he's gonna give Brighton all three points. Are Fuck you man. Kidding me, man. He's about um, to go for like fifty mil. All the other scores. Leicester's four two against Villa. Okay. Brentford up three nil still. Brighton one nil. And we're watching United two one. Still intact. The lead is still intact. Still three nil at the Molyneux. Yeah. Jeez, I didn't even want to say it. Yeah. Oh no. I don't know the I don't know how many live watches we've done where we flipped games in the middle. That's not a bad idea, honestly. Yeah. Can you think about it? Yeah, especially for like when it's I guess a lot of the games that we do watch though, it's like the twelve thirty. Yeah. Like if we right. were to watch the Spurs That's a good City point. game tomorrow, it's gonna be the eleven thirty and it's the only game on. So plus we unavoidable on socials, you know, you you do such a good job putting the graphics together. It'd be kinda of funny if we like advertised Wolves Liverpool and then ten minutes right. later we're like, All right, we're gonna jump to this game now. I can like, always edit the stream though, like once we're live I could Change yeah. the title to be like I don't know. I just I don't hate the idea of maybe doing this a second half check in of a few other yeah, especially ones like this. You know, when the schedule allows, because I mean I feel like they fuck it. They fuck the schedule so much now, where it's like they'll be like one that. Game you know, I'm like glad you bring that games, up. Like that, the timing too. But you know what? If you look at the La Liga table right now, everyone's played the same amount of games. If you look at the Bundesliga table, everyone's played the same amount of games. We've not seen the Prem being on the Level. same page in like. Since fucking September or August, I like know. literally, and I thought all the, it's so annoying. There was a bunch of makeup matches that happened off the back of the World Cup, and I was like, "Oh, this should bring everyone up level." It did like, nothing. We're playing midweek makeups, and I feel like that it's even worse now. Like some teams have Hello. two games in hand, and some have one, and then they're, I'm like, I don't know how this happened. I thought it was supposed to get better. But. Look, if if the response to that criticism is all the coaches saying like, yeah, we've been pushing for less games and a less congested schedule for seasons now. That might be true. I don't disagree with that, but I would love to see the Prem sort of prioritize that a little bit more. Yeah. Like, sorry, if, if it means they're going to play more games, like I know that that adds complications to things, but it is real. like to look at the title race right now. And it's actually like even this morning, like Arsenal lost, but that was their game in hand. So now they played the same amount of city, but then starting tomorrow city will have a, another, another game. game. So in hand and just be closer, hopefully on points. It's not like it. If everyone had played the same game, you'd still know who's gonna, who is yeah. the favorite to win the title. That's a heavily form based question, but still, it's it is really annoying to look at the difference of how many games they've played as you go right. up and down the table. Let's come on, pull out one more chance. Yeah, they do. They got to get one more it's chance. The dying here. minutes here. I could, I wouldn't be surprised if they blew the whistle before they even let them play. If you're not showing intent to get at the goal, I love this style. Like, you're, you better go balls to the walls or I'm just going to stop the game. Come on. <sighs> Corner. Are they going to give it to him? Oh, it's going out for a throw. Oh, is it a throw? 
He's got to blow it. No? He's got to hawk that in. It's got to be a moon bomb. See, this is where it's like, dude, you don't have the luxury to stand there and wait. Like, yeah, just the urgency needs to be in. And he was off. He's offside. He That's threw game. the ball offside. <laughs> well, no, the, the back pass to him was. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. But no offsides on the throw. That's a sick jersey. That sharp jersey. Yeah. Okay, United, that's a big win. You are now going to be without your talisman holding midfielder for a few games now, but... Yeah, straight red. That's three see matches. They, see how they rebound oh, from that. Does that mean he misses the EFL Cup final? It goes from Gimresh thinking he's going to miss, to now... Oh, dude. I wonder if it translates that way. I don't know if it will, but... I don't think it does. I don't think it does, but that's a good thing to... That would to, be crazy. Yeah, that evens up that game quite a bit. I already think it'll still be an even game, even without... Yeah, for sure he's important, but no. But Casemiro, imagine if he's not. Casemiro's not and in. Erickson, yeah. you know, to get the dub. Well, Tenog doesn't look thrilled, but he's probably fucking furious that his team behaved like that. Yeah, yeah, he's not that type of guy. And all scores are final across the ten o'clock matches. Yeah, run us through them before we. So obviously, this early this morning, <clears throat> Everton beat Arsenal in a wild one. Um, Sean Dyche's boy showed up today. We're all Everton fans. Oh, for sure. Minus yeah, minus the diehards, Liverpool. Yeah, right. Boys, but minus the obvious Aston, one. Aston Villa fall to Leicester. Unai Emery can't seem to get his boys up and moving as well. Leicester finding a bit of form. Brentford three nil put Southampton to bed. No issues there. Brighton. It's the usual story out of Brighton. Matoma comes out, bags a late winner, and Brighton collect all three against Bournemouth. United. From what we heard, was an absolutely dicey match. Casemiro choked someone, got sent off with a straight red. Palace, in the dying stages, made a late push, get one back, but can't nod it at two. And Wolves-Liverpool, the initial live watch game, was a blowout. So uh, we didn't finish watching it, and Liverpool lost 3-0. Can't even find the back of the net. That is our live watch. Thanks for joining us, guys, as always. Connor, thanks for uh, thanks for sitting down with me, handling the tech. I know we had some tech issues throughout yeah, that. Once that. again, you saved our asses. And in return, you saw your team play a horrible performance. So. Yep, love that. It always works that way. So we are signing off.